0: This is a pod about Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy, a genetic progressive disease mainly affecting boys. The earlier you find out, the better the prognosis. This year's overall theme for World Duchenne Awareness Day is Women and Duchenne. And in this episode, you will meet an outstanding woman who is raising awareness for Duchenne in her own way. Hulda Björk Svansdottir from Iceland, welcome to the pod.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. Where in Iceland do you live? I live in the southeast part of Iceland in a little town called HUP. It's a, <laughs> difficult to pronounce, but yeah. It's a very beautiful town.
0: And please tell us about your initiative Dancing for Duchenne that people can follow on social media every Friday.
1: Oh yes. Um Friday fun is something that I started with my son. We both love dancing very much and I wanted to find um something different, a different angle to raise awareness, to something that wasn't that was new. And dancing is something that's always fun and people smile and there's joy and everything. So we started posting videos of us dancing in in our living room just for fun. And people seemed to have a lot of fun with it and loved it. So I thought, OK, maybe I can do something with this. And we came up with the name Friday Fun Dancing for the Shen. And that's what we always say when we start dancing. We say, hi, guys, you know what time it is? It's Friday Fun and we're dancing for the Shen. And it initially started with just the two of us dancing, but then I had the idea to invite people to join us, which was, I think, a wonderful idea. And it has brought a whole new uh, dimension to that whole concept. And uh, we've danced with the Prime Minister of Iceland. We've danced with uh, descent families all over the world, in South Africa, in Germany, in the US, in Iceland. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it's been growing so much and every Friday I think we we have been dancing for almost three years now I think we we started in 2019 I think it's over 250 hours of dancing and uh, it's just it's so much fun and we just wanted to do because you know just not to raise awareness only but also to just show people that you can have fun no matter what even if it's only for a few minutes and uh, and smile a little bit and forget everything and uh, just to share that hope and joy with everyone. Um, along with raising awareness, because we're always saying that word, and people might start to think, what is this Duchenne that she's talking about? Even though I'm not, you know, talking about it in the videos, I do write posts along with my, um, when I do the ready for posting, I write a little bit and try to squeeze a little bit of awareness into that. So it's both about the awareness and just the joy and hope. And um, I, I am on TikTok, I am on Facebook or Instagram, and it's, Hope with Hulda on Instagram and TikTok, and uh, on Facebook it's Dancing for the Shen Ayr's Journey. So everyone is welcome, and I'm I'm so happy and thankful for everyone who's watching us and and sending us beautiful messages, encouraging us on, and and thanking us for bringing some joy into the life. That's just amazing.
0: And as you said, you have danced with doctors, Eythor's whole school friends, and even the Prime Minister of Iceland, Katrin Jakobsdóttir What response do you get when you invite people to dance?
1: <laughs> usually, everybody is very positive and says yes. There's, I think, I can probably count maybe one time that someone was very shy, like, ah, oh, I'm a bit shy to do it. But usually, people are very, very positive because you know it's a good, it is, it's a good cause, and people want to do good, and and. Uh, most people love to dance, you know, you can't not have fun when you're dancing. So it's it's been, you know, it, it's all about really just uh, asking, I think, because if you don't ask, people don't even have the chance to say yes or no. And like with the prime minister, I was like, okay, maybe it's a little bit difficult to get in touch with her. But it, it really wasn't, you know, I just talked to our secretary and, and we made the arrangement. And I find that people usually are very, very positive and want to do it. So, I, I just, you know, you just have to start by asking. And that's what I did. I thought, you know, if I never ask, I never know. So I might as well just ask, what's going to happen? The worst thing is that they say no. so True. How do you choose the music? Well, that's sometimes just me and Ayr, you know. I, I will ask Ayr what he wants to do. Or sometimes um, I just, I, I try to, well, I want to use like positive, upbeat songs with and sometimes with lyrics that are, fitting for the occasion, because we are obviously fighting Duchenne and trying to find a cure. And, and uh, you know, it's about hope and joy and all that. So we, we usually, I always ask the participant also, you know, do you have a favorite song? Is there something that you want to dance to? And sometimes they have ideas or or it's just us. It, it all depends on uh, the participants, really.
0: <laughs> when your son, I thought, was diagnosed with Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy, he was four and a half How did that change your life?
1: Well, it's just, it completely changed it, of course. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I had lived just a very normal life. I had a healthy child for four years. And um, I had never heard the word desian, and I didn't know anything about it. And for some time, I wasn't even ready to hear about it or learn about it. I just blocked it out. It was just too much, I think, for me. But um, then it was so strange. I feel like... You know, everything happens for a reason and, and there's a purpose in everything. And I, uh, since this had to happen to me, I I, I needed to find some purpose and, and meaning in all of this. And, and that kind of happened really soon into the journey because we did have that hope that Ayr was amenable to an exon skipping treatment, which is a miracle really. He's the only one in Iceland who's amenable to that. So that really... I think just immediately ignited a fire in me, you know, to fight and do something and, and, you know, also just make something good out of this devastating situation. And I think it's funny to say this, but I really feel like my whole life has been just a preparation for this really, even, you know, me working as a kindergarten teacher, getting all that experience from that, you know, and I learned so much from that. And then me always been fascinated by English, being able to communicate in English pretty easily and, uh, and being outgoing and, and um, you know, just uh, daring to do this. Because it's not for everyone, of course, you know, putting yourself out there like this. Um, so uh, pretty soon in the journey, I, I found this purpose, which has helped me so much. And, and uh, you know, I went through a lot of grief, but of course. It was difficult. And um, I I started writing poetry a lot uh, soon after the diagnosis. I, I have always written poetry a little bit. And I started doing that a lot, and it healed me so much. And um, I I had to, I, I talked to a psychiatrist and a priest and everything. I went through that whole process, and, and I, I did a lot of work in myself. I quit my job. I took a sick leave as a kindergarten teacher, and just to really, you know, get my feeding in all of this. And just, you know, this whole new life that was now Shen life, you know, it, it's, it's hard to... Um, come into the world of Duchenne, it really is. And um, I went through a very difficult time, of course, like we, other Duchenne parents know what it's like, but it was really, really good to find that hope. And that got me started on this journey of, you know, trying to advocate and find joy and, you know, not let this Duchenne define us and, and just live our best life and live the moment as much as we can but it absolutely has changed my life. I'm not working now. I just tried, I'm doing all this stuff with advocacy and my family has been affected greatly. I mean, my kids were, um, I was was, uh, diagnosed when they were just going into their teens. They were going through a difficult time too and needed me very much. And I couldn't be there for them because I was just devastated, of course. And and, um, that has affected my relationship with them, of course which I'm, I'm just working on now, trying to, you know, um, get back to uh, or just, you know, repair that a little bit and, and try to be more for them, of course. But, you know, I did the best that I could with what I had at that time. But it was difficult for sure, you know, and it affected all of us and my husband, of course, you know. So it was just I am not the same person I was five years ago. Definitely not. So it's it's been devastating but also in a strange way it has brought so many good things also to my life it really has been a blessing and not I don't want to say blessing it's just brought so many beautiful people in my life and I've learned so much and and learned to be grateful so much And, and so you know even though it's devastating there's also light in the darkness is kind of what I'm trying to say so yeah but
0: not everyone can find such a strong mission or vision as you have where do you get your drive and the joy you bring
1: Wow, I think that's just the core of me, really. I've always been very outgoing and positive, and and I think it just went into overgear. (laughs) With I just you know when you have such a strong why, I have a very strong why, which is my son. It just I, I it's hard to explain it sometimes. I don't even understand it myself, and people ask me this all the time: where I find the energy, where where does it come from, and. It just, I think it's just from that strong, very strong why I have, you know, my fun son that I'm fighting for, and um, the joy, you know. Of course, I, I mean, I'm like every other person. I have my up and down days, of course. It's not all sunshine and rainbows with me, of course not. And I don't want to, you know, people to think that. But I don't know. Just it, it's just it gives me so much strength and joy to do this. So it just, it just. I think it flows just through, I, I, and I think my ADHD is also part of it. I think ADHD is really one of my superpowers, as well as my uh, biggest hurdle, also. But I think it may come from that too, probably.
0: What does Ayrthor uh, think about dancing online?
1: <laughs> he loves it, he, and I just, I, I'm so happy that I made this decision. You know, it was I debated this. You know, should I take him? into this with me, put him there in the spotlight, of course, you know, he didn't choose it, but I have seen how much he grows from it. His, his self-confidence is just so amazing because he, like, for instance, he has a stutter, he stutters a lot, but he, he doesn't even notice it. He It does not let that stop him because many people will be like very, don't want to be uh, public with it and, and show others that you're doing it or stuttering, but he has no problem at all with it. And I just see how because we get so many beautiful messages from people. People will send us messages and thanking us. And he he has a purpose, a big purpose in all of this. And and um, he can show other Duchenne boys. And I've gotten messages from families saying about their sons, you know, they wanna do this too. And it, it encourages other boys to do something. And I think that's just so beautiful. And I'm just um, thinking
0: he's ten now. Do you think he'll continue to dance when he's a teenager?
1: I've thought about that a lot like okay how much time do I still have with him on this because you know as they get older it's gonna probably get lame and maybe it'll just be me at the end dancing (laughs) so I've thought about but you know as of now he's very enthusiastic about it and he loves it and he's very opinionated about the like he will sometimes want to direct the videos and let's do this and this and he will choose the songs. And uh, so I think it has done so much more good for him than Pat, you know. And, and it's also, you know, just to keep moving and dancing is good for him, too. So it's, I think just overall, it's better. You know, It's I'm so happy that we did this and he is with me in this. And he's just uh, this is one of our most favorite thing to do. And we have so much fun with it. So. We just love it. And he, I, I feel and see that he loves it, too. So that's why I keep doing it.
0: Is it important for you to be a spokesperson for the parent also, to put focus on parenthood?
1: Yes, absolutely. That's kind of what I found also when I started, because, you know, a lot of the focus was, of course, on the children, of course, understandably. But there's, I'm, I'm seeing more now that people are, are opening up about, you know, uh, educating parents and, and attending to them, because... That's very, very important to me. I mean, being a Duchenne parent and, and everything that comes with it is so stressful and very difficult and people have so many issues going through this and, and need to talk about, you know, all sorts of things. So it, I think it's super, super important to raise awareness about that, you know. And that's why I want to, also what I'm what I wanted to start, when I started doing this, I thought, you know, if I can just, help one person. That's wonderful. If I could just share, because I felt like I was doing something right for me. I felt like I was helping myself and I thought, okay, maybe this can help someone else too. Maybe, maybe. And I started putting things out there and online and, and, uh, you know, even if it was just only helping me, then it's all good. You know, I, I just thought that's kind of the mindset that I had going into that. And, uh, I really wanted to just share, things that helped me in the hopes that someone out there also could relate to that and use that for them. You know, not, not being arrogant, saying, you know, I'm doing everything right. Nothing like that. Just, you know, sharing if someone would want to take that and, and use that, then it's wonderful. So it's been very much about that for me. Yes.
0: How do you see that people know more about Duchenne Moscow Dystrophy today compared to when you started dancing for Duchenne?
1: Well, as I live in a small country of Iceland, I do see it here especially there's like um, a lot more knowledge I, I've been very visible here in Iceland I, I write blogs weekly blogs on mbl.is which is a, one of the big newspapers here and with the Friday fun and it's just gotten you know thousands of views so I know that a lot more people here in Iceland know about it and people will ask me well and sometimes where I'm when I'm going somewhere, people will stop me and, oh, you are, you are the dancing for the shit. Oh, and then people will start asking me a little bit about it. And, and people will even send me questions asking about it, both, you know, here in Iceland and then from other countries, people who are following me on social media. So I do see, uh, and just, I see a lot more, you know, there's more views on my videos and all that. So uh, people are sharing it more. And I just, as, as it, you know, you know, as we, think as it goes further you know people will just and just when you see that word to say what is that like i talked about earlier when people hear it they may start to think you know what is that and maybe google it so i don't really know the span guess, expand of it but i i definitely see it here in iceland at least and hopefully abroad too
0: what's your next project or projects
1: <laughs> so our movie, we are um, we did a documentary called "A Rare Journey," where I have traveled around Iceland in his little motorcycle, <laughs> and uh, we we met other uh, families with rare diseases, uh, children with rare diseases, and uh, and learned about their life a little bit. And of course, we danced also. So um, I'm it's it's just in the final stages of editing and all that. We're hoping um, to be able to release it. I don't want to say a date because we've had to, you know, we (laughs) want, we were already going to be putting it out, but COVID happened and all sorts of things. And then, so we're, it's in the final stages. I'm very, very excited about that. It's going to be subtitled in English and uh, we're going to um, send it all over the world in in competitions, movie competitions and all that. And I have, I think I have sometimes even too many ideas. I want to, I want to write a book just about my story too. Just, you know, yeah, a lot of exciting things that I want to do in the future and keep going. And, and I hope, you know, with the dancing, of course, you know, I want to I want to go further with that. I want to dance with Oprah and Michelle Obama and uh, just, you know, <laughs> I have a lot of... Go emotional. worldwide. Yes, I would love to do that as long as I was to dance with me.
0: Fascinating to hear about all the projects. And as you mentioned, you write poems.
1: Can you read one for us? Oh, yes. I think I would love to share my favorite poem. This really summarizes my story. Even in your darkest hour, you can go from pain to power. Hope is what you need to find. Always keep it in your mind. That is one of my favorite poems, I think.
0: Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) You're welcome.
0: And you have become an expert on social media also. How do you plan your posts? When is a good time to post? And how often do you interact so you can keep your followers updated? (laughs)
1: I love that you say I'm an expert on social media because I absolutely think I'm no expert. I just go with the flow. Oh my goodness. I I, I was, because it's so easy to overthink it. And, you know, there's so many things, the algorithm and all this stuff, you know, I got caught up in all of that so much. It it drove me crazy for a little while because, you know, it's, it's impossible really to, you know, who who do you want to reach? If I want to reach the West coast in the U S or, or East, it's the time difference so I just you know, I kind of try to let go of all of that a little bit. But I do I do you know plan it of course a little bit though. You know I try to be. I think the the main thing is constant being constant really. You know just being you know because you know uh, to the Thursday talk that's always on Thursdays and then the Friday fun Monday motivation you know and Sunday fun day. So I try to create a little bit of kind of fun thing you know a little quirky names on it so people would kind of know it and and you know kind of uh, people are sometimes
0: and remember it
1: yeah so like with the friday fun people are saying to me you know every time we wait for the friday fun every week we're so excited and i try to just think it like that and, and regards to the time uh, when i post uh, that's been very much a headache for me you know what's the right time to get the most engagement so i i just try to um you know, posted. So it's kind of like in the morning for people when people are waking up, like in the US, for instance, when people are kind of waking up and i was so happy i went to the conference in the us recently the ppmt conference and there was actually a person that came up to me oh i love how i always wake up in the morning and i just go get my coffee and then the first thing i see is you dancing so that was like yes victory <laughs> see you are an expert <laughs> <laughs> i i would not say that at all but i just try to do my best and have not to overthink it too much but just being constant and also not be afraid of you know because You know, when you've built something, like I feel I have built something, you know, a little community around this, and uh, you want to be there for everybody. And and it kind of gets, it can get to the point that it's like a pressure for you, you know, that it's like, I have to do, and and you're kind of feeling like you need a little time off. You have to let go of, you know, being afraid of, you know, people will lose you and not come back to that and all that. So, like, for instance, this summer, I decided, you know, okay, I I need a little time to recharge and just, you know, create content and, and, and just be with my family and, and prioritize and all that. So I took a step back from social media. I'll, you know, I'll, the, all the only thing them I'm doing this summer is the Friday fun dancing. So um, it really has just been very experimental for me. You know, I just try to do what I feel good with. You know, it, it's so easy to get caught up with things like, like with the dancing when the, and it was growing and so many people were watching and I was very excited and I wanted to do more. And you always want to top the next video and do better in the other one. And, and it got to the point where I was like, I needed to take a step back and think, okay, why am I doing this? what what What's the reason why I'm doing this? And and it just got back to me and Ayir dancing, having fun. And we, we really just had to, I went back to that. And I was so happy I was able to let go because you can, can get caught up in social media very much and and it can swallow you whole <laughs> so you just have to remember your why, why you're doing all of that and your passion and just you know trust you know what I, I'm a firm believer of you know what is meant to be will be and you know just putting love out there, just being yourself, loving what you're doing, being genuine, I think that's the biggest important thing you know be, uh, just be genuine and constant. And trust, you know, that is going to go to someone who needs to see it. Really, let go of that expectation, I think.
0: Thank you so much, Hulda Svansdottir from Iceland, for sharing your story and bringing joy and happiness and dance moves to all of us. And say hi to Thor.
1: You're so welcome, and thank you so much. I, I enjoyed this conversation very much. Thank you so much.
0: This pod, Take on Duchenne, What You Need to Know About Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy, has been produced by Coma, and my name is Maria Mattel Swamalainen. The podcast has been produced with financial support from PTC Therapeutics.